Kick off hour number three of the program. It could be worse. Yeah? Yeah, you could be Alabama and have a player get arrested at the practice facility for capital murder. That's true. Hmm. Darius Miller. Reserved for Alabama. Miles, Miles. Right? What did I say? Miller. Miller. Sorry. He played at Kentucky. You get mm. Kentucky in your mind. Yeah, yeah. stupid yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's terrible. That was one you just didn't expect, you know? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's that was... When you mess up and recruit the wrong shooter. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. All right, back to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. We've got Jeff up next, uh, back to Tennessee and Kentucky. What's up, Jeff? You're on three and out. Number, th- number 30, when he's in the handshake line, is that James Triple J? Yeah, yeah. 30. 30. He, he said, he was telling Kentucky players, Cal's the problem. He said, Cal's the problem. And there's a handshake line. He's going through the handshake after the game Saturday. Cal's the problem, what he said. I thought he's he said, get healthy, bro. No, 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 he, no, he said, Cal's the place. He said, Cal's the problem. He's the most overrated basketball player of all time. He's not a one and done. He's a four and done. He ain't no five-star player. He's about a half a star what he is. He ain't worth a rat's ass. He can even play middle school ball. Triple J, oh, my Lord. You know, that's what that guy's – and Barnes has done this before. Michigan last year, you know, the Sweet 16 had all that talent. Williams and Schofield, let's win the SEC tournament. And when it was, you guys won the – won the SEC, we won the SEC tournament last year. Act like it was a national championship, jumping up and down, having a fit. As you can see, he hadn't won it in 43 years. That's the problem. Hall of Fame and Barnes and should never be. He'll never win a championship as long as he's coaching. The only time that's why Texas run him off. He got tired of losing the first weekend every year. The only reason why he went there is he had somebody Kevin Durant, a one and done. That's the only way he went to the Final Four then. And he barely got there and squeezed by. He actually he got didn't go then. to the Final Four with Kevin Durant. But. Yeah, with Texas, he did. Yes, he did with Texas. No, he, he had Kevin Durant played in. Kevin Durant didn't, didn't make Texas. the Final Four. Yeah, it was a different but Texas. Yeah, he did. He had Chase. He did. He had Kevin Durant. It was one that he wanted done. He made the Final Four done. with T.J. Ford. Well, whatever, he made the Final Four with Texas. That's yeah. the only Final Four he's ever going to make. He ain't never going to make. And, and you can have Chris Lawson, pal. He sucks. Have a good day. <laughs> Did he just say Chris Lawson sucks? Uh, that, was, uh, that was something. Mm. Uh, he did not say Cal's the problem. He said get healthy, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Cal kind of is the problem. Like, even if he did say that, like, he's not wrong. Cal has refused to put their best rotation on the court all season long until Saturday, which is a part of the reason why they have six losses right now. Are there so, any good coaches in your mind, Hickman? Otzelberger. Otz, uh, there's a couple. Do, oh Jay Wright's the best college basketball coach we've seen in the past 20 years. Uh, Jay Wright, Coach K, Roy Williams, Bill Self, Tom Izzo, Otzelberger. One of these does not sound like the others. Yeah, hey, Otzelberger, he's an up-and-comer. Okay. First Power 5 job. You got any other up-and-comers? Hmm. Just curious. Uh-huh. The Whoever replaced Porter Moser at Loyola Chicago. That's an up-and-comer? I don't know. I don't think they're any good anymore. I thought right? they were doing doing good this year. Uh, maybe so. I don't know. Mm. Kim English maybe will pan out, but not likely. There aren't many good basketball coaches. Hmm. 
I mean, Cal's a better coach than Rick Barnes. Mm. Mm, gosh. Hands down. Like, Doesn't head-to-head matter? All his talent, one title. All of Rick Barnes's talent, no titles. Guy had Kevin Durant, the greatest college basketball player we've seen in 40 years, and couldn't get to a Final Four. He's, I mean, he's 404 out of 405 for a reason. Calipar's better than Rick Barnes. Better recruiter, better in March. He went to the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16, and the Final Four at UMass. He went to the Elite Eight twice, was a national runner-up in the Sweet 16 at Memphis. Mm-hmm. He won the national championship, went to two other Final Fours, multiple Elite Eights, a Sweet 16 at Kentucky. What's the head-to-head record? I don't know. In the NCAA tournament, 0-0. Zero zero. I think it's pretty <laughs> even when you consider some of the previous matchups. What? I mean, I think they played some when Barnes was at Texas in the SEC Big 12 matchups, challenge, whatever they call it. Uh, is he 10-7 and seven now? Rick Barnes 10-7 and seven over John Calipari? Mm. Uh, that's what someone tweeted. Oh, that was last year, so now 10-8, and eight, I guess. Uh, six and four in their last ten. Okay. Assuming that was the SEC tournament win from last year. Mm. So Rick Barnes ten and eight overall, six and four in the last ten. Yeah, you got to you got to knock down the door this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I think this team can do it, but. I don't know. I also think the tournament's all it's all about draw, how you're playing at the time, are you healthy? But it does feel like that cra- the cra- the crowd, man. Like that just that that was not a Kentucky yeah. Tennessee crowd. Right. And you would think it'd be like you're even more amped up for that one. I just mm-hmm. didn't think the atmosphere was very good. It was Chris Lofton Day. It's a reeling Kentucky team that you have a chance to just step on their throat. And it just it never really got going. Yeah, and poor Chris Lawson has to live in Lexington. Does he live in Lexington? I believe so. Yeah. Really? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> did you just make that up? I don't know. I think you did. Let's see. Where does Chris Lofton live? <laughs> he's from Maysville. Yeah, I don't think he's ever lived in Lexington. I'm pretty sure he lives there now. Why would he live in Lexington? I don't know. He's from Kentucky. It's a fun city for a guy his age. Doesn't he still play basketball in like mm-hmm. South Korea? Yeah, he plays for the Korean Basketball League. The yeah. Seoul SK Knights. Yep. Yeah. Why would he live in Lexington? I swear he lives in Lexington. But okay. but you swear that, but you're just making that up. Yeah. He's... Why would you even think that? I don't know. Because <laughs> you made it up. Oh, they said on the broadcast that Lofton now lives in Lexington. Thank you, Daniel, for pointing that out to me. Dang it. Oh, point Hickman. Well, so you guys think I just, you know how much stuff I've told you guys that was actually true that you just didn't believe? Oh, it didn't Because make I sense, said it with no confidence. Yeah. You do make up a lot of stuff. No, I don't. Yeah, you kind of do. 
Why would you live in Lexington? Yeah, what's he think? Well, I mean, he's not there much, I guess. I guess. Just... It is a fun city. You you keep saying that. It doesn't make it true. <laughs> yeah, apparently Jay Billis said it on the broadcast. Yeah, he probably, he probably made it up. <laughs> kind of like all those fouls that should have been called on us. <sighs> no, what it was is he was talking about something Tennessee-related. He just had to find a way to drag Kentucky into it. Why do you live in Lexington? Come on, Chris. Do we grab and clutch more than other teams because we're so slow? We do grab a lot. Do we? I mean, how many positions are we the quicker guy? One. And that's only well, that's only when our backup point guard comes in. Vesky's slower than his guy. Key's slower than his guy. Plopsich is slower than his guy. Adu might be quicker than his guy when he comes in. Julian Phil- Phillips might be quicker than his mm-hmm. guy when the game starts. I think we're only quicker at one position on the floor. But still, I think the fact that they were letting him Beat, a, beat people up around the basket. I don't know. Maybe that did hurt us because they have Sheboy. But she we still play great so defense, minutes. right? Is it because we're doing what you said? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, th- I, is it like the Patriots used to be where, like, mm. they just commit pass interference every play, and most of the time they just get away with it and shut teams down, but occasionally, you know, on a key drive, they bust you a couple times in a row and all of a sudden you lose a close game? Like, is that what happened to us here? I'm not blaming the defense, for Saturday. That's a good point. I'm not going to do that. You can do that if you want. You can try, but no. I I think uh, the missing of layups, uh, unimaginative offense. Uninspired crowd. There hasn't been a time this season where our defense hasn't been there, right? Mm, Colorado. I didn't think they were very good against Colorado. But then after that, they've been pretty good every single game. I mean, Vandy, you kind of had some. I mean, Vandy scored the most on us in SEC play, right? I think, what, 70? Which they're getting hot. Are they? Yeah. They've won one in a row. And think, I'm glad they kicked the hell out of Arkansas. Why? That might be our next coach. A bunch of punks. Mm. You look up the video. This I'll do that. Stackhouse just losing it as that kid's there just like, meh. So, what do we got from here? Just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, just I, wait and see. Hickman's out. Are you going to even watch another game the rest of the season? Just sim just the wait. rest of the season get to March. Just wait till March? I might take a break till March. You're not going to do that. Yeah, you're right. It's Mississippi State. It's tomorrow. Yeah, I Short might, term. I might take that one off. On though. the road. <clears throat> Is that the attitude you'd like this, these players to have? Well, we lost Kentucky. Let's just take the next one off. Let one loss turn into two. Eeyore, Eeyore. What happens if we lose that one? Like, uh, when, when do we press the panic button? I'm not there yet. I'm just curious. Like, if you go and lose to Mississippi State. We're 14-3. and three. That's why I'm asking. Wait, we're on the other side of the room from the panic button, yeah. and there's a glass case over it. I'm just, I just asked a question. Uh, and I said I'm not there yet, so don't don't project on me. Uh, okay. You, uh, when you lose to one of these teams that's, I mean, Kentucky might on paper be a whatever quad, you know, what loss or something, but mm-hmm. not not until you lose a home game against one of these bad teams. Or you probably should press it when the clock strikes midnight on March 1st. 
Depends on how the game goes tomorrow. The other Mississippi State's struggling. And you beat them by 34 or something at home. We play Auburn on March 4th in the regular season, so it's not always perfect with the calendar. Just like yeah. yeah, we won the SEC tournament in March last year. Yeah, Mississippi State away, then LSU away on Saturday, then Georgia back at home, and then you have Texas at home Saturday, January 28th in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. If you're going to drop one of those conference games, it would probably be the LSU. Don't they stink? Yeah, but Alabama beat them. They're ranked right. worse than the other two teams. Kind of crazy in the Kempom, I should say. Record-wise, they're better, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Alabama beat us. Not out of them. Yeah. Insane. You got Bruce Pearl on the uh, horizon there, Saturday, February 4th at Thompson Bowling. We played them twice? Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're a weird team. I saw a statistic that I think uh, when it comes to shot selection, I think they have the best shot selection in the country, but their field goal percentage is – one of the worst in the country. And apparently they force you to take really, really bad shots, but teams are shooting at a really high clip against them. So, like, they're getting good looks and missing them, and they're forcing bad looks, but the teams are hitting them. See, that's a recipe for their season to eventually just, you know, the light to come on and yeah. them start winning a lot of big ball games. February slate's pretty tough if you look through the schedule. Yeah, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, A&M on the road. Florida. I mean, they'll be tough. At Florida. Oh, yeah, that is February 1st. They're very inconsistent. All right, we'll come back with more. Stick with us. uh, I don't know. Can we talk NFL playoffs next? All right, let's do it. Hour three continues. Happy Monday to you. You know, I blame you. Me? Yeah, you're willing to sell the basketball program back to the Wade Houston era, and look what you got. It's true. It's your fault. Okay. Well, I mean, you guys raved about how much you love it, and then this is the crap we get. Match how much easier it would be if we just didn't even give a bleep. Tired of putting my heart out there and just getting it broken. Coward. Call it what you will. All right, we can talk some playoffs now. Okay. Yeah, there's a big game tonight if y'all want to start there. Big game tonight. No, I don't want to start there. Uh, how about the Jaguars? Are you kidding me? Uh, Is, is Staley done? Uh, he should be. That's a bad, bad loss. Just bad. Trevor Lawrence throws four picks but survives. Herbert only threw one touchdown. Ooh. They kept Eckler in check. You have to start. Did have two touchdowns, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nice win for the Jags. Way to bounce back. Keep fighting. I still don't think they're a very good team, but they're on a little bit of a heater. Uh, they at least made the divisional, or not the divisional, the wild card round. They made it interesting, at least. If Tennessee would have made it, that would have just been boring football that no one wanted to watch. So, thankfully, Jacksonville at least made it fun. Okay, Hickman, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was four, uh, four Jacksonville turnovers in the first half. Three, or no, 
Was it five? Was it four five. picks? Four picks and a muff punt. Five turnovers. Imagine getting five turnovers and losing. No, that's easy. But the five turnovers and winning. No, I said getting five turnovers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good team. Yeah, Sante Samuel Jr., he had three picks in the first half. I thought Miami did a pretty decent job considering they were down to their third-string quarterback against Buffalo. But, of course, Buffalo ekes it out. America's team right now. Yep, no doubt. Mm. There was that boneheaded play in the Miami game, though, right at the end. It was fourth and inches. I didn't even watch the end of that. I I checked the score at one point. It was like 70-0 Buffalo, and I didn't check again until it was over. Hmm. The play calling, Mike McDaniel was calling plays as if he had Tua out there, a healthy Tua. Mm. And when you're dealing with a rookie third-string quarterback who is not very good to begin with, Delay of fourth and inches near midfield. Okay. Season on the line. They didn't have any timeouts. No timeouts. They didn't have any timeouts because they couldn't get the play calls in earlier and they had to burn them. Yeah, delay a game on fourth and inches with the season on the line in the playoffs. He he claimed they told him from upstairs he had a first down. And so he didn't rush play in, but I thought they could. But you didn't get a he didn't get a play in. Yeah. So I I mean, what you, they told me from it's literally on the field. The numbers are on the sticks. Maybe it's because he was. <laughs> yeah, but every play caller wants it. Like, no, I know. As soon as the guy goes down, usually the first thing that's said is, is there's a guy whose job is just a spotter and he tells the down distance. So if he said first down, then he's thinking of first down plays. And then they have to tell him, oh, oh crap, no, it's fourth and inches. Then he has to switch. And then you got you got a you know third string quarterback in. So by the time you get the call in, he's slow and. The Bills are extremely lucky. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen had two picks, fumbled three times, recovered two of them. Lord. That's what the great ones do, though. They overcome adversity. I love how you just pick all the best guys as your guys. It's good, though. Like You just players. noticed this? You big, no. You big Daniel Jones guy now, now that he's a winner in the now playoffs? That, now, that game was very conflicting for me because I personally love Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. Mm. I think both of them You are. love Kirk Cousins? That, they were the biggest phony all yeah. year long. Yeah, but, I mean, Kirk Cousins, very likable guy. Is he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a nice Six guy. Chains, what do they call him? <laughs> <laughs> he's just not very good. They got lucky all season. What they have like the most eleven wins, wins in one score games broke the record. Yeah, that's mm. crazy. So now they're eleven and one in one score games. Uh, this could win the shout out to Daniel Jones though. He has now tied Dak Prescott for postseason wins. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you like Dallas tonight? No. Mm. Are you on the Brock Purdy? Is it Purdy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on the Brock Purdy bandwagon for Saturday, but you know, next week once the Bucks go over there for their rematch, I will not be. Forty-one to twenty-three, the Niners over the Seahawks. Brock Purdy, eighteen of thirty, three thirty-two, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked only one time. The Pretty changed good life out there. He's so good. It was a pretty good uh, weekend of games, too, because that game was close for into the second half. I mean, mm-hmm. the Seahawks had the lead at halftime. And then, uh, like I said, I, I I didn't even check back in on the Miami-Buffalo game. I just figured it was going to be a blowout with, you know. Josh Miami Edwards. always plays Buffalo tough. But once it was 17-0, no, I, I was like, it's over. 
And then the Giants Minnesota game obviously went down to the wire. And then Baltimore Cincinnati last night. Crazy. Yeah, couldn't never seen anything like that. Hundley breaks off a huge run for Baltimore. They get down there, mm. and it's like third and goal, I think, from the one, and he tries to go over the top. Tie game, too. Look like, familiar. Yeah, ball gets knocked away, and a Bengals defensive player returns it for a touchdown. Yeah, the hometown it. hero. Yeah. And that was the last score of the game. It was a bunch of punts after that. It's the defenses, both teams stood tall. Did you see how close – the Ravens receiver was to catching the football on the last play of the game. Like he should have caught it. I wouldn't say it's a, was a, considered a drop, but he should have caught it. It turned into kind of a hail mary because mm-hmm. they got a penalty, which bumped them back to like fourth and twenty from the, you know, thirty five or something. And then Hundley got pressured, and there were only eight seconds left. They did. They still had a timeout. The Ravens essentially that was some terrible game management on their front. There was a lot of bad game management. They huddled yeah. one time from like one fifty on the game clock to about one thirty on the game clock. Then they huddled again from about one oh five down to like thirty five seconds. And they're not even in the red zone yet. They did have two timeouts left, so I guess they're like, well, we got these timeouts. But like when you run a play, like it still takes time. You can't be like, well, we got. There's uh there's nine seconds left, but don't you worry, we got these two timeouts. Like, yeah, but it still takes time off the clock mm-hmm. when you run a play, even if you're going to use your timeout. And they ended up not having, an, uh, if they hadn't got the penalty, they wouldn't have enough time anyway. Like they would have still had to chuck the ball in the end zone, kind of from distance. Whereas, if they go no huddle and get the ball closer with the two timeouts, the run game is more open to them, and that's that that was the reason they struggled late anyway. But to get a holding penalty, it bumps them back. It's fourth and twenty with eight seconds left. Hunley gets pressure, so it's kind of a desperation back off his back foot heave, but it kind of turns into the perfect Hail Mary because it's going towards a group of guys with like Mark Andrews mm-hmm. and some other guys, and everybody goes up. It tips off the Bengals guy hand at the goal line, and it's floating like to the middle of the end zone. And there's a Ravens guy back there, and he kind of kind of gator armed it and went off his off one of his hands. I mean, he should have had it if he could have anticipated the deflection a little better and just reached out. Like it's a touchdown, tie the game. That's wild. But really, mm. really good games this weekend, I thought. Yeah, I just watched it. That was close. Yeah, I mean, it was there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, is. they're going to try to franchise tag him, it sounds like. Or do we think he asked for uh, an out here? Like, have we seen the last of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? I would, I mean, I would think they franchised franchise him, right? Yeah, because I don't think they want to pay him what he wants. This is like Kirk Cousins in Washington, right? This is the same same thing? I think so, yeah. Do you see what J.K. Dobbins said after the game? No. He's uh, he's sick of not getting the ball. Said if we'd have had Lamar Jackson, we'd have won tonight. I'm sick of not being able to get the ball and really? show, what, show what I can do. Essentially, they uh, – I saw a lot of people tweeting about this during the game. Like, why are they not running J.K. Dobbins more? And instead, letting you know Huntley throw it around. Hmm. I need to see his stats. Was he was franchise? He? They franchise tag him. It's forty five point two million in twenty twenty three. Pretty good number. Uh, yeah, Dobbins thirteen carries, sixty two yards. It's almost five yards a carry. Like that's pretty good. Uh, it says the Ravens and Lamar are going to work on a long term deal this okay. offseason. But if they can't, then no franchise. They ran a play with Mark Andrews in the first quarter 
and I believe it was third and short, where they just handed the ball off to Andrews, and it looked like the just timing wasn't down, and Andrews mm-hmm. ended up trying to swing it back out to the outside, and it's like, why, why, why not just one QB sneak it first of all, two like if you want to run, you got a fast athletic quarterback where you have J.K. Dobbins, like you said, who is averaging five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. I don't know, weird. Why is he? Why does he say that if Lamar Jackson was in the game though, he'd gotten he'd get more the ball carries. less. Theoretically, right? I mean, Gus Edwards got 12 carries. Is he wanting some of those? Or well, is he wanting more... some of Tyler Huntley's nine carries? Like, But know. but maybe he's saying if Lamar is – he's saying he's going to get more carries if Lamar's in the That's game? That's what he said. Well, maybe they're more worried about Jackson running the ball than they are Huntley. He said so after the game, I should have been the guy. I didn't get a single carry in the red zone all night. If we had Lamar, we would have won. Those are kind of – Maybe those are separate comments. Well, it's just, it was like one sentence. But maybe he's think- – he's. Maybe he's going through the things that cost him the game. Yeah. Like number yeah. one, I should have got the ball more in the red zone. Number two, if we had just had Lamar, we win. You know, like maybe those are separate, a little bit separate. Well, obviously, when your quarterback tries to go over the top and gets uh, cost, not only doesn't you know it's a fourteen point swing, and yep. you just hand, turned and hand the ball off, your running back's gonna be mad. And I, I, we're all assuming that he called his own number on that one, right? Like he really did go rogue, like JG. No, I don't. I don't know. I, that wasn't really part of it, wasn't it? I mean, I thought it was a call of quarterback sneak. But most quarterback sneaks, like teams have been doing, where they go low on it, not jump. Yeah, like low and push from, push from behind. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence the night before on the two point version jumps up and does mm. that, and I think he's probably thinking that was because a lot of times you'll see a fumble, but it's mm. after he's already crossed the goal line, right? And he didn't get there. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> tough one. That was a wild. We'll come back with more. The games were good. I don't know what you got. That every outcome was exactly what I thought would happen. Uh, Some of the games were a little bit closer. Like I did not have any faith in the Vikings whatsoever. Uh, I thought the Ravens actually did a pretty good job keeping it close with the Bengals, but I thought the Bengals would ultimately win. The Bills game to be that close. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that close. I figured they'd win though. People forget like the Dolphins were the best team in the NFL through six weeks of the season until Tua started dying every week. (laughs) Dying every week. (laughs) Yeah, and the Chargers-Jaguars was a coin flip, but the way yeah. it happened was insane. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we'll come back with more. Three and out next. Cowboys-Bucks tonight from Tampa. I know Hickman's excited about it. Take the bucks. Uh, enough with the guarantees lately. Dallas mm. has never beaten Tom Brady. They suck. They're favored by two and a half. I mean, I'm not surprised. On the road. Of course, you know, Tampa did beat Dallas week one on the road in Jerry's world. Uh, that was before. The offensive line and defense and receivers were completely decimated with injuries, but nonetheless, we'll see. Mike Evans. Are you making excuses? I'm confused right now. No, I'm not making excuses. Okay. But I'm just saying those stuff, I mean, they are a factor. But, uh, you know, Evans and Brady looked to be on the same page last time we saw them play together against Carolina. Mm -hmm, They did look good. That's pretty encouraging for me. Uh, I'll I'll be an emotional roller coaster tonight, so. Gonna be locked in for this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I will admit I've 
kind of just casually cruised through the regular season this year in the NFL. Uh, it's hard keeping up with two teams. Mm. But uh, now that the playoffs are Two teams? Here, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Four and a half. As it sits now, both my teams I want to win the Super Bowl are still alive and well. So we'll see. Hopefully that doesn't change after tonight. You're already guaranteeing it. Well, if we've learned one thing. Guarantees are never a surefire thing. Mm. But you're taking Tampa. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa. Okay. It's Tom Brady. Some of the matchups are already set for next weekend. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Early line, uh, minus five for the Chiefs. Uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Should be a pretty good one. Buffalo four-point favorite. That's what it opened at. Uh, Giants at Philly. That one is going to be good. NFC East showdown. And then uh, one of these teams tonight at San Francisco. Excited about that one, too. Uh, the Niners are really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. That defense is nasty. And Brock Purdy, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. He should win Rookie of the Year. I know he's only played in six games. But Has he won them all, though? Yeah, they've not. They've, yeah. they've won 11 in a row, counting the playoff win Saturday, right? Or maybe 10 in a row. That's unbelievable. Grief. Yeah, uh, they're good. He was Mr. Irrelevant, was he not? Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's incredible. I'm um, just getting this. You mentioned the um, Darius Miles murder arrest, the mm-hmm. basketball player for Alabama. He was arrested on capital murder charges after allegedly killing John A. Harris. Mm-hmm. In the early morning hours on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently a security camera got it on video. It didn't get the shooting. Uh, there were two girls walking in front of an apartment complex, and you can hear the gunfire. They shot into a car. Yeah, out. they shot into a car. That's, That's why it's And happening. then apparently someone in the car fired back and hit, One of them, uh, not Miles, but maybe the other guy. They don't know who shot the actual gun yet. That's what I saw as well. Yeah, so Harris was killed in horrific fashion after rounds were fired into the car, carrying her on the strip. Uh, now, police have revealed another victim in the car returned fire and successfully hit one of the attackers. A vehicle had stopped there upon sighting a University of Alabama police vehicle and stopped for assistance. That vehicle, in addition to the driver, contained a deceased female that had been shot. The driver reported their vehicle had been shot into, and he had also returned fire and believed he may have struck a suspect. Hmm. Tuscaloosa Police Department Captain Jack Kennedy told the press Sunday. He further told the media that one of the suspects was lo- uh, when one of the suspects was located, he quote was indeed found to have a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. Kennedy didn't specify if it was Miles or Davis who had been shot, but in a video of the, of the former basketball player being arrested, he didn't appear to be wounded. So I think the other guy would have been the one that was hit. What a strange just out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're watching playoff games, and all of a sudden it's like yeah, it's like oh, by the way, uh, breaking news from Tuscaloosa, he was arrested, I think, at the facility. So yeah, he was. We think in rival gangs or something. I mean, it's just kind of weird. Like I don't know, it was not a, many it was a young lady with another lady. Yeah, right? but a guy who fired back, you know, like I, it was a guy and a girl. Okay, I'd say not many traditional, like not many college students will be out carrying a gun on the strip with them. Right. 
Yeah, I know. So that's like, pretty rare. I don't know, like maybe a planned hit or something and just that or like were they together and like she left him for this other dude and so he was getting even like i i, I have no idea just a bad all-around situation did you see uh former tennessee defensive end sean ellis absolutely destroy a guy in a road rage fight Mm-mm. was that really him Mm-hmm. i think so Guy got out of the car, started screaming at Ellis, who got out of his car. The guy said, square up, one punch, and the guy was down on the ground. I guess road rage. <laughs> yeah, he got he got road raged. Yeah, I don't think a former NFL defensive end is my top choice for a uh, street fight. No, no. That's How not who... Sean Ellis be right now? How old? How old would he be? Because he played what? In... Probably 45? Yeah, I was trying to think when he played Give or take? He's on the 98 team. 98 team. You don't mess with dudes who wear those Peaky Blonders hats. I'll tell you that. Was that the dead giveaway? Yeah. The uh, What are those called? Like the Rue hat? Oh, dude, I love Like how Michael he... Jordan always wore those things? That was an effortless knockout. It almost looked fake because he really didn't even. And then he just stands <coughs> over him. At least he didn't. Hips. Yeah. At least he didn't, you know, make it worse. Puts his hands on his hips like, you're done? Really? That's that's the end of the fight here? Over. Mm. What a weird weekend. Mm. <coughs> Still mad. Chris Lofton Day. He blew it. I know. It just affects you, even when you're not thinking about it. Uh, Taven Jackson's off to Indiana. Good for him. What do you mean good for him? He reunited with his brother. Uh, do we think that means Nico's look pretty good in practice? Yeah. It's kind of what I was thinking, too. Or that, you know, that. I mean, also that Joe Milton can throw a ball from his knee. 60 you know, I mean, he looked pretty good against Clemson. He did look pretty good. So. I expected if, him to look that Taven's good. If like, eh, I don't think I'm as good as these two guys. Well, even if it's like close right now, like it's we're not starting Taven Jackson over Nico if it's close. Like you got to start. I mean, true five star talent like that, you got to keep him as happy as possible to keep him around. Did we ever even see Taven Jackson throw a pass? I think he threw a couple, but not His only short stuff. Was rushing, right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, do we have to go get somebody now out of the portal? You got to add a third. Yeah. Are you going to roll with Navy Schuler? I think you get a, a maybe a good uh, game manager, teaching veteran type of guy, mm-hmm. or, or you take a shot on another, I don't know, you just throw another dart at a young guy if he has some, you know, some upside. I, I mean, saw a there's list. There's an injury or something. You else. saw a list? Uh, one of the targets on the list was, who's the kid that played at Maryville and went to UAB, Dylan Hopkins? That sounds right. Yeah, he was on the list, you know, a guy who's probably not going to play here ever, probably going to get into coaching, but also a guy who has D1 football experience and quite a bit. Uh, There's a kid from Oregon State who was a pretty highly ranked recruit who just never panned out, but, you know, he did get some meaningful reps in his time there. He's a guy that was on the list. 
Okay. I'd be okay with that. Probably need to add one more. But it's a Joe versus Nico battle. Maybe we'll play them both at the same time. Same time. Little two QB system. Toss sweep to Joe Milton. Oh my God, he's going to throw 85 yards <laughs> down the field. Laser. Sign me up. <laughs> we should run the toss sweep to Joe Milton. Have him get, you know, like start to come towards the line, then hold it up like he's going to throw. Big crow hop, and then just tuck it for eight. I mean, like everybody be backing up. This is going to be a long offseason, isn't it? It's like an old glitch in one of the college football uh, games. When you put it on Heisman level, like mm-hmm. the defense knows you've called a pass play. Yeah. So you could run the triple option pass. Mm-hmm. So your quarterback takes a snap. You could hand it to the fullback on the dive if mm-hmm. you have that. But if you don't, you fake it to the fullback. You come down the line. You pitch it to the running back. And because it's on Heisman level, they know it's a pass, the secondary and the linebackers for their zone, everyone is still backing up as your running back starts to get towards the line of scrimmage. So if you hot routed all your receivers to like run, you know, like square ins or outs to the opposite side, those guys would back up, and if they're man, they'd even run with them. If they're in zone, they back up and start like hedging that way, and you should just like always get twelve yards. So that's how you cheated and won all your games, just calling the same play. Well, I mean, over? in a pinch, you know, you can that's that's what I did. Yeah, I can't remember. It might have been Alabama or Florida, but there was there was never a corner who could cover Meacham. On the on the go, yeah. I just I'd run it every play. I think one game he had 436 yards and six touchdowns receiving because they just they couldn't run with him. Yeah. yeah. My buddy would always run this like it was called a slant out. It's just a diagonal and then straight back out. And if he hot routed the other receiver on that side to something, I can't remember. Like they the the they could never defend that mm. route. And the only way I could beat him was to pull my guys up into bump and run and jam that receiver off the line and mm-hmm. I had to get to the quarterback before that guy got open. Good to know. Chess match. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chess. Battles. Checkers. Final sec. Next. Final segment of the program, Misery Monday edition. If you miss any portion, you can always check out the podcast and subscribe on iTunes to get those directly to your device. So where did we land on this year's edition of the Tennessee Basketball Volunteers? Uh, I think they're going to have to win big games fairly ugly, but they can. The problem Here's the problem. Can they improve much between now and the tournament? I mean, I think they can shoot a lot better. Okay. But that I don't know that that's going to be a consistent thing. Yeah. And that's what scares me the most. Because what was it? How many threes did we hit last year against Longwood? Like 19? And then oh, we yeah. hit like four against Michigan or something? If, if, if teams are gluing up to Vescovy and Key on the outside, mm-hmm. isn't it up to Ziegler, Phillips, and Josiah to slash more and – and take advantage at the rim and finish those shots off. Yeah, the finishing of the shots would be good. Yeah. I've and never seen a college basketball team miss that many layups. And if we attack that way, then we should get to the line more. And a game like 
we played on Saturday, you should win fairly easily. You make those layups, you get the mm-hmm. line a little more. Like that's just another taking care of business win. And it might not be pretty, but I mean that's the way to just survive and advance in the tournament in March. Play great defense. Be efficient. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going anywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, the defense is going to be good every night we play. This team's not going to just like wow you and be spectacular. That's not how they're built. It's just going to have to be okay. You're going to have to win a lot of games. You're going to have to win some games like you've been winning them. And then, you know, when you play a team like a Kansas or a team that projects athletically like Kentucky or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to have to beat them like you beat Kansas. You have to score in the mid 60s and hold them. To the mid fifties, it's almost the inverse of the Kentucky game. It's doable. It's not, not that many great teams in college basketball anyway. No, not this year. And it's all a one game pop. So, well, what what was your final thought on the free throw discrepancy? Is that more our fault? No, I thought, I thought the I thought the refereeing was atrocious, and it it didn't really allow the players to even know what was going to be called a foul, mm-hmm. what wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I thought there were. I thought Tennessee definitely got the short end of the stick if you rate the whole game, uh, but I thought they were making just horrible calls all over the place. And I don't. There's nothing really to. There's nothing really you can do about that except, you know, make those layups. If you play that game again, you make your layups, slash more. When teams come out and create space for you, just mm-hmm. you got to attack. Julian Phillips and Josiah Jordan James have got to attack the basket. Yeah, with Joe, is it the knee? Like, does he just not feel as confident? But Phil- Phillips has to do that. Just and I feel like he's done that in some games, yes. and then he just disappears in others. He needs to take a jump like Kennedy Chandler took last year, the final month of the season where mm-hmm. he was taking over games. I mean, we've seen we've seen the potential. I mean, USC. Uh, that's probably it, though, right? He played good against Vanderbilt. Only, what, 15 points? Did he have 15 in that yeah. one? Him and Vescovy were tied for the lead. What do we think that is by with him? Like, is that just a confidence thing? Like, does he, does he get a little shy in the big moment? It's weird because, like, some games you look at a shot selection where you, you kind of go, you know, I think he might be forcing it a little bit. And then other times I think he's just trying to let it come to him naturally mm-hmm. in the offense. And it just, you know, he's very relaxed and kind of shy with it. So, I don't know. But, I mean – He's gonna have to score the ball for us if we want to, if we want to do something in the postseason. No, I agree with that. You can't get killed on the glass either. Yeah, that. I mean, I think that's that. That was probably the biggest surprise. It's one thing to get out rebounded a little bit, but to you got doubled up essentially. I mean, forty three to twenty three. How does that happen? I, mean, I bet we're bigger across the front line than they were. I mean, when Kentucky plays teams, though, like they usually have, like obviously you got your biggest. Kentucky's guy. always been good at rebounding. That's yeah. one thing that it's like Michigan State. You yeah. know, those teams are physical. They crash the board, even their guards. But it's like, obviously, Euros was zoned in on Sheway, and then a lot of times, I guess, going up against Sheway because he is so dominant, they'll a lot of times have like a spy, mm-hmm. just keeping an eye on him, and often that can free. I up feel like normally else. our guards are really good rebounders they and they did not do a very good job of that at all on Saturday. I mean, there were some rebounds where we had our hands on the ball, had two guys yeah. with the ball in the middle and somehow Kentucky still ended up with it. Maybe this is a good thing because I mean the next 3 like if you'd gotten past this one, maybe you don't really improve very much until mm. you get to February and then all of a sudden in February you lose a game or a couple of games even. It you wonder if it's schedule. too late to get it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can't improve. Acting like it's Tuesday early. That is tomorrow. Ah!
Blitz of Tuesday. You don't want to miss that. The Blitz is uh, next today on Misery Monday for intern Brett, Adam Hickman, Houston Crest. I'm Nate Hodges. We'll be back tomorrow right here on 3 and Out.